Welcome to the Love Fly Podcast, Autism Fear Flying Coach, and here today we have Daniel, who has come through. I was intrigued by your story, Ron, so I'm really, really pleased to have you on the podcast. So welcome. Yeah, thanks very much, Paul. I appreciate the opportunity. No, it's uh, it's great. You're truly welcome. So tell us tell us a little bit about your fear of flying journey to date story. Yeah, so um, I before I flew last month in June of 2023, I had not flown in 32 years since 1991, and so I guess leading up to kind of what got me to not flying for that long i had i mean like a, like a, like most people i think a lot of a lot of the people on the podcast and stuff uh i flew you know but prior to that i flew and didn't think about it a, a good bit and i guess it would have been like the the late 80s um and i'd actually gone on a, like a school trip to europe in 1988 where again i didn't think anything of it it was just sort of an opportunity to go and see the world and you know have this life experience or whatever and um and i um kind of like preparing for this big trip that we just took i went back and was reading through like i had kept like a journal and back in 88 of and you know sort of my travels and stuff in europe or whatever but and i made mention in the journal of how um like i the the flight home like seemed shorter to me or something like it was just sort of a like no big deal and and i think like reading like my you know my teenage self saying oh like it's you know you know shorter it seems shorter flying home or whatever like it kind of helped me um i think a sort of a theme for me personally and to sort of normalize flying i guess and just go like it you know everybody does it and it's it you know and again it's it's no big deal and even the teenage me was just sort of like that but just you know i i did you know i didn't write like you know, oh my goodness, I thought we were going to crash or anything like that. You know, I just, I just wrote that, you know, it's, it seemed shorter or whatever. And so that kind of helped me. But what, like, so what led up to me not flying for three decades? So in 1991, I, um, I had an opportunity to go to um, Los Angeles. I live in Atlanta. So, look, you know, cross country, five hour flight, whatever. And I remember like, I think like, and this is sort of a theme for me too, sort of this Nostradamus thing, predicting the future, feel, you know, having these these feelings like, oh, it's going to be, you know, I think a lot of us have that, uh, 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 yeah, my flight's going to be the one that crashes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, um, but I had this opportunity to go to LA and went over there and, um, and I had like this, like I think I was having dreams or some sort of like gut feeling, something bad was going to happen. Nothing happened on the way over. It was fine. We, you know, we got over to LA and, you know, like, you know, no, Nothing to to write home about. Um, coming home though, um, you know, we're up over like it's like Arizona desert or something like that. Flying home like nonstop from LA to Atlanta, so long flight. And there's smoke. I'm sitting in the back. I'm in economy, but I'm like very back of the plane. And there's like smoke coming out of the 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 ceiling, kind of from it seems like the engine area. I don't know. It's probably you know memories a long time ago, but, but there's smoke coming in the plane and. That kind of freaked me out, I think, as it would most people. 
And so I remember like the trying to say something to the flight attendant. She was obviously agitated, I guess, you know, probably, you know, it was kind of a, again, smoke in the airplane or whatever. But, but I mean, I, I guess nothing ever came of it. Like we landed and, and nobody ever, nobody ever explained to us what happened. I don't remember the captain coming on and going, I'm sorry about that little bit of smoke. That was a, but I, I do remember, like after the like the smoke went away or whatever, obviously, and the place that they kept flying all the way, you know, all the way across the country. Um, there was like there there was like a back then. I mean, like there was just like one screen in economy, like a movie screen, or and you like to plug into the yes to see or whatever. Uh, like and like that stopped working. Like I couldn't I couldn't hear. Like I plugged in my little headphones and I couldn't hear the movie anymore. So I don't know, like that was kind of what that was, I guess, you know, like, so, so scary. And you never, you, to this day, you don't, don't know what happened. And then, uh, like a month or so later, get on another flight, this time to Washington, DC, shorter, you know, flight from Atlanta. But I, I, I like, I guess in retrospect, it was, I was already sort of anxious, I think at that time. And I think that's, that comes up with some of the folks that you talk to of, you know, you have these going on in your life and. But there was really bad turbulence. I remember the plane dropping, and it was just really horrible turbulence flying to D.C. So that was one of those where like, I got there, and I was already anxious, and I decided just to go home. And I remember like flying home the same the same night that we flew up, and just being afraid that like the the plane was just going to drop out from you know the floor was going to drop out or something. If I ever get back home, just never going to fly again. You know? Yeah. So that was kind of that's kind of my my kind of story. Like, and so I didn't for thirty two years. I didn't fly. There. Wow. And that's remarkable, isn't it? When you think about it now, so, so that just took those incidents, and you weren't nervous beforehand. It's just it's come on spark by a couple of couple of triggers, right? And that's enough. And it's just yeah, yeah. to show how powerful it is. Once, once you get that sort of thought, this is it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That's it. You, what did you do? So you were in Atlanta. You, I don't know if you've always lived there. What, I mean, I know America's huge. You, Ski, have beaches, you've got everything in that country. Right. So maybe you don't need to leave, but Yeah. No, I mean we drive everywhere. My my wife is from the Midwest and so we would drive like, you know, twelve hours to see her family or whatever and we just wouldn't get on an airplane, you know. We we um yeah, we drove everywhere. I mean we we even drove um we drove like we did like a northeast vacation last year. We drove to like New York and uh Washington Philly and, and stuff. But yeah, I mean we we drove everywhere and, you know, I just kind of felt bad for her, you know, she kind of put up with me all that, all that time. Um, and we even like, we're like, we're big Disney people. And so like we, and you know, Disney is, I mean, it's a, you can make a, you can justify it and go, well, it's only, it's really only like seven, eight hour drive, you know? So it's not that far. Yeah. And so we did, we drove to Disney a lot. We drive, I mean, you know, I think, you know, we drive to, in Georgia, you know, where I live, I mean, you know, Florida, you go to the beaches in Florida and stuff. And I think most people kind of drive, you know, unless you're going to like Miami or something like that, which is, you know, kind of far away. But yeah, like there's another story, like it kind of is funny. We, um, in 2015, we actually won a trip to Disney World. And so, and you can always go, well, you know, it's cheaper if we drive because you don't have to buy the plane tickets. You don't have to rent a car when you get there and all that stuff. Well, we actually won a trip in 15 to Disney, you know, of course, airfares included. And I'm like, yeah, we're not doing <laughs> This isn't a gift. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an option. Um, yeah. 
And so like, you know, we, my wife reached out to the, the contest people and they gave us some extra like gift card money at Disney or something like that, you know, instead of the plane tickets or whatever. Um, so, I mean, even when I kind of had an opportunity there and it would have been a short flight, you know, relatively from Atlanta to Orlando, um, yeah, we, yeah, and we passed. Yeah. So what, I mean, that's really interesting is it? So that even when it's sort of gifted to you like that, it's you know, the gift of death. Thanks very much. Thanks. I'll just have the money. Don't mind. One of the things yeah. that I was thinking about was that tell us a little bit more about the impact because you've obviously managed. You still lived your life thirty-two years without flying. But tell us a little bit more, like what that was like for you physically. Yeah, I mean, it it, it limits you. I think I, Bianca talked some about about that in her podcast. I think it's the second one. You know, about sort of where can I go now or whatever. Well, there. I mean, where you know all those years. Where couldn't I go, you know, because of the fear of flying? Um, like when we first met, my wife and I did like this cross country trip, um, you know, so we actually saw the Grand Canyon and stuff like that, um, 30 some odd years ago. But you know, just, yeah, I mean, it, it just is, it is what it is. I mean, it was, there were, there was long car rides to, like I said, to like different places, the Midwest, Florida, those sorts of things that you, um, that it just kind of, and, and, and again, places that we couldn't go. I mean, we're kind of limited to at least the eastern side as you know, as far as anywhere we would want to go. Um, so. so, thank you. So, roll forward then. So, what what happened? What what was the decision point around to do something about this? What was that all about? I, I kind of, I had, I think, I mean, the 88 trip to Europe kind of gave me a taste of what was out there I, I mean i always kind of wanted to to get back there um and i and i always thought i'll never be able to do it like i'll never be able to see all these things um and i think maybe that comes across in the facebook post that i made that you guys saw after i got back there i just i never thought that i would see these things but i always wanted to yeah uh, and uh, and i like i said i'd been 30 some odd years ago 35 years ago like I guess, or maybe this time last year, I think I found your group probably about a year ago, um, and I had found another. There's another Facebook group, and um, I, I think that's how I found you. But I kind of started thinking, like maybe I think I, some of it maybe was. I mean, it was it was it was. I think it was two things. It was there was the sort of longing for you know or desire to get back to Europe. And there's also sort of this, like, um, I think Fiona talks about it some too, but like sort of not having any regrets. I mean, you get a little bit older. I mean, I think that's why her podcast, her podcast and Janice and those guys resonated is because they went so long without flying like I did. But um, you start going, well, you know, you don't want to have regrets, that, you know, at the end of your life that you didn't, you know, that you're, you know, you didn't do something that you wanted to do. And so I think that was kind of a, a big thing, uh, you know, with, with making the decision to, you know, buy plane tickets and, and actually do something that I, that I've that I've been afraid of for all those years. You know, I mean, I guess you must have been fly curious if you were looking around for Facebook groups or for help. Yeah, so, yeah, trying to work it out. I mean, I, I always think that too. Like, I mean, like over the years leading up to you know actually making a trip. I mean, I, I would I would try to work it out in my head. I would try to I, I would think about it and then. 
I would, but I would always dream and I would, I would, the plane would always crash or something and my dream. And so then I'm Nostradamus thing. And so then I'm like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'll, it, I would back off. This was like, I had the opportunity to do it. And again, and kind of just was like, yeah, I, I think it was just the timing was right. I had the motivation, which is, I think something to talk about. I mean, it's something that, I mean, maybe it's not any, maybe it's not a thing that, that drives everybody or most people, but it's, it certainly if you have that, that kind of, that kind of help kind of push you over the edge a little bit. Um, yeah. So, t so talk us through your process, how you went from, you know, not flying, you, you found a couple of Facebook groups, you found out, but exactly how did you get to the point where you were able to take a flight? Yeah. So I, I, like I said, I think, I mean, I, 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 I kind of made up my mind that I was going to do it. And then it was all about, and, and just, you know, for those two reasons, but for wanting to go back to Europe and not be able to get there without flying, um, and then be, you know, again, the, the regret thing it was, I guess it was like, it was like January of this year where I just was, I, I, you know, I was there and I was ready to make the decision and then I just was like, I'm going to do this. And, and I bought the tickets and I, and I didn't think, I, I think, I think that's the thing that like all those years that I was afraid and I, and I was having those dreams and stuff and, and, and everything. Like I think, and I think a lot of people think that too. They go like, I'm, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be shaking on my boots. I'm going to be scared. You know, I mean, like it's going to turn up the anxiety or whatever, because I've actually committed now. I bought the tickets. I'm going to do it. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't feel that way. I, I felt for the most part excited and like from the time I bought the tickets in January and so I had six months before the flights I I spent a lot of time I was sort of the, the trip planner I guess for this uh this 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 vacation for our family and so I spent a lot of time on YouTube watching um like vloggers you know like yeah uh yeah good you know for the different places we were gonna go and reading and all that sort of stuff and so I just kind of, I stayed in that mindset of like, I can't wait to do these things that I'm seeing these people show me on YouTube and stuff. So, so a lot of that six months that went by was, was again, just me being, you know, the, the anticipation and stuff and excitement and everything of getting ready for the trip and not the fear of the flight itself. Cause it was something that, I mean, again, I, once I bought the tickets, I knew that I was going to take the trip and then I started buying, you know, train, you know, we, we took a train between london and amsterdam and amsterdam and munich and so forth and so like i was buying all these train tickets and investing a lot of money in the in the trips you know then it's like well i'm sure as heck not gonna back out now right i've spent all this money on train tickets train tickets everything else so i guess people might be listening now thinking yes but what was the secret source <laughs> what did you do you know like did you start bloggers did you was it podcast you listened to was there some sort of meditation you you go yoga. I mean, this is well, this is what this is the missing piece yeah. of the jigsaw. <laughs> the the magic, I think, and it still continues to be that way for me now as I try to figure out, you know, what's next. But I mean, the motive. It was just I I can't I can't maybe I, I'm not doing a great job explaining, but it, it's very much about normalizing. There's one YouTuber that I watch who is not a vacation guy, but he's British, uh, so maybe you can appreciate this guy or whatever. But he he'll just like go like I'm gonna go into a McDonald's and ask the person that serves me where they're from. And I'm going to fly there on the next flight near to there. And like, that's his, that's his shtick. And that's what he does. And it's, and it's, it's entertaining as hell. And he, um, 
he doesn't he is not like quaking in his boots about like whether the the off you know foreign what airline that he's that he's going to get on or whatever he's going to take the first flight and he doesn't care like how you know that he trusted all all the planes are safe you know right i mean because they are right i mean that's what we yeah, that's what we learn and so i think that i mean you know so like i said i'm still watching him and he said like he just had another series or whatever or he's around the world or whatever and that's but i find that incredibly reassuring you know that yeah. there are people you, know, you just there that's just like a regular guy maybe he's not he's on youtube making travel videos but he you know he just picks up and hops on whatever no name airline and hops on a flight to Africa or wherever because like that's where he's gonna go or i mean and i think that kind of fits in with like captain steve i mean you know like in the the information and stuff i mean normalizing right i mean i keep coming back to that i think, I think that was so so key for me was um uh, you know, there, like I said, the, the last flight that I guess the second to last flight that I was on in 91, but that really kind of solidified that I'm not going to fly again for a long time. There was a turbulence problem, right? Or there was there was a big turbulence issue that scared me. And so, um, but I, you know, I, I wasn't incredibly worried about turbulence last month when I flew back and back and forth across the Atlantic, you know, like even though. And I'll get into that more, but I mean, you know, like with, you know, kind of how that went, because I think that's interesting too, um, you know, how I got on the plane and all that stuff. But, but I mean, supposedly there was some turbulence. I mean, I didn't, I didn't notice it, you know, really my family, some of my family did. And they were like, wow, that turbulence is kind of bad, but like, <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, part of it was, what's happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. I knew like from Steve, Captain Steve, you know, like that's, it's normal. It doesn't take planes out of the sky. It's, you know, they they're in control. They know what they're doing, and and just trust that, right? I mean, yeah. Does that does that help? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think yeah. So the the vlogger is that was that Noel Phillips or was it somebody else? That was um Simon Wilson. Oh right, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great. I mean, he's like a, a Monopoly series where he like it's the Monopoly around the world or whatever, and he like he just you know he play he plays it and he goes where the where the peak where you know where the dice lands or whatever you know and. Like I said, super interesting, and you know, makes me think. Like you know, I want to go to yeah. Athens, Greece, and see the Acropolis, and I want to go to Venice, and you know, all these places that you know they went on this particular series or whatever. So, so do you think would you attribute most of it to watching videos like that? Do you think that's the thing that has helped you sort of to get from being anxious to thinking that it's just normal? Yeah, I think so. I think I think. Yeah, I think that's a big. I think it's a big, big chunk of it. Like I said, I I, I don't want to de, de minimize the impact that that. I mean, like I said, I, Captain, you know, great name, Captain Ron um, was another yeah. one of your podcasts. Like all those guys are like that. Also, is like super, super reassuring. You know, yeah. to hear talk about you know what they go through and you know that. And I mean, it's something I wanted to bring up because I think it's, I think it's to me, like it's, it's fascinating. It's it's such a, a, another, like sort of a key thing for me as I got ready for this, for these flights was, um, I watched a, looked a lot of flight radar and I, uh, look probably flight radar 24 and I would watch, you know, like we all do, or a lot of us watch the, you know, that the flight that I was going to take, right. From Atlanta to London and back and forth or whatever, and it, and you know, and it's it's incredibly reassuring to watch that thing take off like clockwork every day and land like clockwork. There was one 
There's one day where I was watching it. I was watching the flight. It happened to be like on it right when it was supposed to take off. And so I'm watching it um, take off. And there was a, I had noticed there was um, the, the flight from Atlanta. It would, you know, it always, it always kind of, you know, takes off and it kind of starts working its way north. So it's going towards the Northeast US and towards North Atlantic and everything. And on this particular day that I was watching it, it wasn't doing that. It was, it took off and it went like straight east across Georgia, like 200 miles, like sort of, again, the wrong, sort of the wrong direction, if you will. Right. Not, yeah. The, you know, the way it hadn't been going. And, and I was like, I just kept watching it. It just, it just kept going. It wasn't going north. It was going east. I said something to my wife and she said, oh yeah, it's avoiding the thunderstorms. And I, and I, cause flight radar, it's not showing you the weather, right? It's, it just not. There were storms all around us that day. They just weren't hitting our house. And that's exactly what it was doing. It was it was going around the storms. And so by doing that, it was going east instead of north first. And like that's that I think I, I like I can't I can't overemphasize how incredibly comforting that is to see that they're not taking any chances, you know? Like they're not flying anywhere near those storms. They're going they'll go either way to avoid those storms and then they'll they'll Worth it when they get past them, you know. So I mean, I think that's yeah, quite cool. yeah. So you put the time in by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put so t tell us about the trip then. How that you said there was a story, a story around that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so um so like I mean again I I really you know after not flying for so long I thought I'm gonna be like scared and you know people you you know you read people talk about um they didn't sleep the night before that kind of thing. I was, I got a little bit nervous a couple of days before the flight, but I, but it wasn't crazy. Um, because you know, I knew I was going to do it. And I was so excited about seeing all the things I was going to see in Europe and stuff. But, but on the day of the flight, I mean, um, just cause I mean, it, it, you know, you, you, it's, it had been so long. I didn't know what to expect, I think. But there was another podcast that I listened to. Was this guy, Brian Morris, who was on your channel. And he, like, he, he had talked about how he didn't, he didn't take he there's a flight he he hadn't been, he hadn't gone like Fiona and and Janice and I or whatever he hadn't gone like like a super long time without flying but he had not but there was like a trip he'd flown from like the western US to like Australia or somewhere yeah. for work and he had he had taken medicine and so he didn't remember a lot of the trip and so I go well I'm not going to I have this medicine for anxiety, this trips of medicine, but I'm not going to take it because I don't, I want to remember my trip, you know? And so I, so we get to the airport really early, like five hours before the flight takes off and I'm not taking medicine because again, I, I want to remember it. And, and I, and I remember sitting there all about normalizing and we were, I was, I just watched planes take off, you know, yeah. the National Terminal Atlanta and it was like, you know, again, it's all normal. This is all going to be fine. It's all normal. I just tried to kind of keep, you know, yeah. keep normal and everything. So we go, we go to board and, and I remember, you know, getting on the plane and then thinking like, this is really a lot smaller than I thought it would be. I mean, I think there was something comforting about it's a, you know, it's a bigger plane goes across the Atlantic. It's, you know, I, th I still think there's, there's something to that. I know Janice talks about it some in some, in one of her podcasts about the, being a little more nervous about the smaller planes and stuff. Well, I was happy about, you know, being on a big plane. I think that helped me a lot. But got on the plane, it was small to me, you know, and we were an economy. I mean, it is what it is. Um, and I 
I definitely was really feel sort of a, like a freak out moment there. And like, I wish I'd taken something, you know, yeah. take the edge off before I walked on the plane. But so I got, so we sit down and I kind of get my stuff together and I got my Pete Higgins, you know, flight checklist out. That was huge, um, both directions. And I, um, and, and I definitely like, you know, got to my medicine pretty quickly and got that and got, you know, to try and take the edge off and everything. But, but I really thought that it would be like, I, I, a lot of the, a lot of folks will talk about the doors closing, um, you know, and how that sets them off and stuff. I don't know that I was aware that the doors closed or anything. I mean, this was before I was medicated too or whatever, but I don't remember, you know, anything like that. Um, but I do, I'm, I, de- I definitely had noise-canceling headphones um, that I'd like, gotten as a birthday gift the month before we flew. Um, and that that was kind of a, a part of my plan, I think, going into it. Like, have those and then be able to kind of drown out any kind of noises that might, you know, set me off, freak me out. Yeah, I mean, once I once I got kind of got over the, the fact that it, it kind of felt smaller and I felt claustrophobic a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I, I knew that I knew that I was going to do it. And then, um, I posted a video, I think, you know, that, that you guys have, have seen in the, in the love fly group of the takeoff. And, and, uh, you know, I kind of, I watched it again, you know, a few times and I always kind of get teary eyed. Cause I go, you know, I, it was just kind of a, it was a moment. I remember, I definitely remember, I don't think it's in the video where I, my, I had that sort of set things up. I, I did, you know, I, as one might do for having not flown for 32 years, I, I, I did everything I could to set this flight up to 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 be as comfortable as possible, and so one of the things I did, like, okay, this I think this is kind of an interesting side story or whatever, but um, because I think it, it it would probably have this effect on a lot of folks. We we're flying, um, and you know, and I, I booked the flights in January. In March or so, I get an email from the airline um, saying we've changed the plane type. And the and the plane uh, and the time a little bit like thir- change the time the departure time changed like thirty minutes or something like that. But the the we're changing the airplane type and you know again part of my preparation for this big flight was you know studying everything and yeah. you know, and you know have, having knowledge right. And so we were going from the Airbus three hundred and fifty, which I was like that's a big plane that's good that makes me feel better, a lot more room all that stuff down to the Airbus three. 30 and so anyway so uh, you know that that kind of freaked me out probably about three months into having booked it but i, I just kind of think it's interesting because i think it's something that like i said a lot of folks would be a little bit uh, at least in our group anyway you know would be exactly. freaked out by but i mean but, but all along i mean you know half of that is you know if my family's going with me where am i sitting and where are they at in relation to me and to make me comfortable and so that was kind of a big thing was on that on you know my had my daughter in front of me I had one of my sons behind me I had my wife next to me of course and um you know and I remember you know saying to my daughter in front of me as the, as we're taking off like we're doing it you know like I mean I couldn't because my kids have never been off plane either right I mean like you know I've got you know kids from 22 to 11 or whatever and none of them have seen me inside of a plane either you know yeah. my wife doesn't see me inside of a plane and you know and same amount of time that, you know, I haven't, you know, because I've not been on a plane. This is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a big deal. Um, and you know, I mean, you, you kind of see, you kind of sense the wonder if you see that video of, you know, us taking off of, you know, like, wow, we're up in the air. Wow. There's Atlanta out to the distance, you know, it was really, really cool. I think, you know, just kind of, yeah. It was a great post. Yeah. 
very touching. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, like so we got over there, we got to see all these things. That, I mean, I, and I made a post on my, you know, like personal pages, you know, about, you know, all the things that I saw. And I guess somebody, you know, a few people reached out and they're like, you know, your post seems genuine and stuff, um, you know, more genuine than a lot of these, you know, the travel posts. People are just posting their pictures and stuff. But I, I, you know, it was, it, you know, I said it was, it was, they were, there was, you know, there, you know, a large chunk of my adult life, I went thinking like, I'm never going to see and or, you know, Amsterdam or the Anne Frank house or any of these things, you know, that's all on that trip. And so like that, that, you know, I'm just still kind of blown away that it, that it happened, um, that, it, that I, you know, they finally did it. And you know, again, the big you know, a, a big chunk of that is, I mean, you know, like, I mean, you know, yeah, I found, you know, like I said, YouTubers and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, I found you guys and I, and I had, you know, I mean, you know, I remember when I first found, you know, Pete Higgins' checklist and I, I printed that out and I was reading it to my wife, you know, <laughs> in our living room going like, like this is, you know, like this addresses everything that could possibly come up, you know, every, I mean, because I, you know, I remember from vaguely from 91, I remember, you know, the, you know, the lights flickering and that's, you know, when you're taking and the rattling and all that stuff and how it makes you, you know, it makes you uneasy. I, you know, I, oddly enough, I don't remember experiencing that on the, you know, on the, on this trip, but I was ready for it. You know, I was ready for anything that came my way because of Peter Higgins and, uh, and Captain Steve and, uh, and, you know, you and, and, and all these folks that have come on and told their stories and, you know, and then we then like I said, we took trains all over Europe and, you know, by the time it was time to fly home, it was, I was way less worried. I, like, I kind of gotten, you know, the, 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 the first, the big barrier, you know, of actually getting on a plane again. So I kind of knew what I was expecting. And I, and I think it, I think it was interesting. Like, I, like, I, I know this had to, you know, this had an impact, but like on the, I don't remember, like I said, I ended up taking medicine on the, on the flight from Atlanta to London on the first flight. And I don't remember much of the flight. I mean, as it is, you know, kind of what we talked about, you know, which is why I was trying to avoid taking the medicine, but it was fine. It was good. It worked out. Um, I, you know, I got from where I, I got where I needed to go, you know? And we landed and we had a great time, but, um, but coming back, I, I tried to avoid taking medicine. And I remember, um, when, when I got on the, when we got on the plane, I definitely remember the captain cause he came on and he said, my name is Captain Pete. And I thought, look, that's, you know, like I said, there's some, there's some association. I know Peter yeah. is a pilot, you know, but I mean, but, uh, or I think he's not a pilot. Um, was he a pilot? No, he's not. <laughs> he's probably flown more fights than most pilots up. He's. <laughs> yeah, just enthusiastic, gifting that checklist. Yeah, you know, so that that helped, and then you know he, you know, that he said something, you know, like you know that we expect the flight to be, you know, last this long and all that stuff, and you know, mentioned even you know like there, you know, the weather's great here in London. There may be some storms when we arrive in Atlanta, and you know, we it it just was, um, you know, I always think like I was listening to 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 Fiona's second podcast again the other day. And, you know, she got this like dirty, you know, the plane was dirty and it was a smaller plane. Then she yeah. took flying over and all that stuff. I didn't have that. I had like the exact same plane that we flew from Atlanta to London. It just worked out that way. It was the exact same A330 900 Neo, you know, and it was, and you know, yeah, there the pilot said, yeah, there might be some storms in Atlanta. There were later that night, but there weren't only landed, and so it was like the flight was perfectly fine, and you know, like there was 
you know, no, nothing to write home about, nothing abnormal, no, like, I mean, I was much more aware on the flight home, and, I mean, yeah, it was a little shaking, you know, here in the air, and I would watch the flight attendant, you know, that kind of thing, or whatever, but, like, there's just, you know, there's nothing out of the ordinary, it was a completely normal, yeah, you know, like, the way, you know, like, the way I guess most of them are, right, I don't know, yeah, exactly, that's a great story, I mean, it's just, 32 years and then that flight experience and yeah i mean what would you put the so people obviously people listen now and think okay that's great so what what's your top tips then in terms of do this don't do that oh wow yeah um i think i mean i think like i said for me i think looking back i mean information was was key um met um but also, yeah, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, things that I would do, because like I said, I think a lot of it was me just sort of, um, I had typed out this quote um, from uh, Fiona, I think, where she says like, knowing that every single thing has been accounted for, I think, I mean, that's powerful stuff. It's, I mean, you, you know, but I mean, it, like 10 years ago, like it, that would not have been enough for me, I guess, you know? So I, I don't know, but it, like right now, like, I mean, like that speaks to me and I understand it, um, you know, and you, that, that's huge. No, you know, like I said, the, the flight radar where the flight goes, you know, 200 miles east, you know, to weather, everything has been accounted for. And if you know that and you trust it and, you know, and you can see, I mean, the stats and stuff don't lie. I mean, you know, as far as air accidents and all that kind of stuff, that's, to me, like that, think, accepting that, knowing that, accepting that, that that the pilots know what they're doing and that they're taking care of everything, that was huge for me. Um, but definitely, medication was was big for me, and and again, just having the motivation and stuff. I think those are the the key things. Maybe I'm trying to think if there's anything else that anything else that I've said come to mind or no. I mean, as far as mm. no, no. I think for me, the the big moment was. Your determination came through really strongly that you kept setting in the early part of your story you saying i just knew i was going to do it i was definitely going to do it. I into it and i you were planning like you yep. knew you were going to be alive landed because you planned all these other things that cost right. you yeah, yeah exactly this is like they were yeah like exactly I, I did know that i mean you know and and i tried and, and yeah and, and i don't know why i didn't know that you know like i said uh, eight years ago when I went a trip to Disney and I could have gotten on a plane, which, you know, there were lots of flights from Atlanta to Orlando that day and back and they didn't crash, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I could have done it then I didn't, but I mean, it's absolutely, that's absolutely correct that it's, you know, like I, I knew that I was going to arrive and, you know, and I was going to see all these things and I was excited about it. And then, yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, then it would be, uh, I mean, I guess different, you know, if you, maybe it shouldn't be though. I mean, if you were trying to, if you're just trying to plan a trip to, you know, New York or Chicago or somewhere, you know, like where it, now maybe I'm not looking forward to a vacation there, you know, I just need to go there for business or something, you yeah. know, like, yeah. Would it be the same for me? I don't know. I I, I have to think it should be anyway, right? I mean. <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, yeah, I mean, that what actually brings me to sort of. Like what next? Do you, how do you do you consider yourself now a, a non or a, an ex nervous flyer or 
Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, some of the other folks that, you know, talked about, I mean, you know, that that have done it and then and, and it definitely opens up the world. And I, yeah, I kind of, I guess my mindset right now is, yeah, I kind of consider myself an ex-nervous flyer and I'm looking for where can we go next summer, you know, maybe out west, maybe Vegas or somewhere like that, that like we could never go to because it would yeah. be a two or three dollars a day in the car thing. Otherwise, you know, we can fly there in a few hours, you know, that kind of thing. So like that's that's what I I that, that's I mean, yeah. And, and when I, you know, like even yesterday I was looking at flights and stuff and like work, you know, like what's available next June, you know, for us to go somewhere else. I think I feel like that's you know that I'm mostly you know I, like I said I mean when I still I still asked that I know Janice was actually I, I remember like in her one of her in her podcast she talked about flying from like Southern California to Northern California and doing like these sort of test flights or um, that's not the right word but um, but flights where she was kind of trying to you know just trying to keep in it or whatever and and yeah I mean I, there, there's definitely a little bit of like you know. A sm that's a smaller you know that always involves a smaller plane than the one i took across and so and you know like i said when i when i got on the plane you know here you know it was um i got a little bit nervous about the space and stuff and claustrophobia and all that kind of stuff and so that yeah that's still i, I think it's i feel kind of cured but like maybe like there's still some things to work out maybe yeah maybe it will be interesting to to hear how the next maybe if you right. yeah yeah she used to do some sort of smaller less you know like that that was a monument if you never flew again you go well that was that was a an awesome trip right isn't it? yeah it sure was yeah yeah that's exactly right but hopefully you will fly yeah yeah I, I, that is the plan yeah yeah that's that's definitely a plan because i mean like i said it's i mean you know you go on flight radar right now and look at you know and the planes are up in the air they're all they're all taking off they're all they're all landing and and I know that you know logically i know that that's that's correct and so i think that that piece of it has kind of kind of been worked out i think so let me squeeze you then one last bit of wisdom okay based on your experience you know 32 years not flying then flying doing what you did what's your kind of like the golden nugget that you'd say something inspire the masses <laughs> if you've got nothing that's okay i'll just cut it out. i mean hopefully my story resonates because it was so long i mean there, there's been some folks that have come on that have been that, that have maybe gone a little bit longer than i did without flying but i just kind of think like if i can do it i mean you know it sounds trite or something but i mean if i could do it anybody can do it i mean i really really you know like it's there yeah i mean 30 years a long time, you know, of, like I said, just the stuff rumbling around in your head and, oh, I want to do it, but plane crashes and all that. And to actually do, you know, to do it, I mean, regardless motivation or whatever, um, being able to do it when I never thought I could and, and all the things that I, like I said, that I saw, all the food that I ate and, you know, I mean, it, it was just such a, um, an amazing time and I could have never done it if I hadn't, you know, if I hadn't found you guys, and I mean, like I said, Captain P, or not Captain P, yeah, Captain P too uh, on the flight home, but Peter Higgins and and Captain Steve, I mean, all that stuff kind of, you know, helped take me across the finish line, you know, to actually getting there. 
And, and, and it just was something that I, you know, he said, never thought I would do it and never thought I would see all those things. And I did it. Um, by God, you know, I did it. And, you know, and, and if I can do it, anybody could do it because, because I'm, I'm just as, you know, my anxiety, you know, my anxiety, you know, will take, take hold. And, you know, and it's just something that, you know, that I always struggle with and, and, and I, and I, and I overcame it and I did it. So that. That is yeah. the drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Daniel, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on. And do let us know when you, you know, stay in touch in the Facebook group. And, yeah, yeah, sure will. Right. Just let us know if anything else coming up. And uh, yeah, this is going to inspire a lot of people. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you found it useful. Now, as always, if you need any extra help, please join our Love Fly Facebook group. You can also follow us on Instagram at Love Fly Help. And also, if you go to our website, which is lovefly.co.uk forward slash shop, you can see other ways that you can get some help. Thanks for listening.